Father, I thank you so much for an opportunity to get on here and fellowship. I thank you for togetherness. I am so glad that I'm being imparted into and also releasing impartation. Father, I'm so glad for all that you do. Every trial and tribulation, it allowed my faith to work in patience. And patience had its perfect work. Blessed and entirely wanting nothing. What do I want? I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. I have you. You all I need. Ten thousand times, ten thousand times. I can say that ten thousand times. It still wouldn't be enough to say, Lord, I thank you. Sometimes I had my head low, heart was hurt, crying at night throughout my life. Everything that happened in my life, it worked out for my good. No matter what I've been through. No matter what happened. No matter what I've done. It worked itself out for my good. And I was never, and I am never alone. You are always with us. You spared me so many times. Many didn't make the things that I did and made it through. I am so grateful to say you are my father, Yahweh. It's not about me lifting my hands or doing a dance. Even reading or doing anything about you. And still have a heart and a mind and eyes and ears that's not even want to call with you. But it is. Jesus Christ, it is. I'm going to want to call with you. I know that we always win. I know that you take care of us. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you for never changing your mind. Thank you for never lying. Thank you for never lying. Thank you for never lying. Thank you for never turning your back. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being good. Thank you that you are the highest. Thank you for being the only. I'm a creation. It could have been any way. I'm not God. I was created by you. And it's only you. You're the only God. Thank you so much. 10,000, nothing could be enough. Could never be enough. I'm so glad to learn. I'm so glad to admit that I love to learn. It's a necessity to my life. To be sharpened, to be quickened. I love to be helped to become better. <laughs> I thirst to become better. 
hungry to become better. I don't know it all, and I'm so glad that I don't. But through it all, I'm learning new things every step of the way. You have steps for me already ordered. I'm just stepping in what you already have before me. I love you so much. You know that I do because I demonstrate that to others. I can never hate. I can never be angry. I can never hurt someone or put someone down or destroy one's confidence. You have me go just about everything, go through just about a little bit of everything so I can reach just about everyone. Because others are reaching people too. Whatever you have us to do, that will be done. I want to get on here and say that to you. I know you're giving me a message they release, but before I release the message, I want to give you a message from me. I love you. I don't care who hear me. I'm grateful that you always help. Always there. Your joy is my strength. You know what's so amazing? We feel like sometimes we can't bear things. Or it gets close to the point where it becomes unbearable. But that's when we become weak. And right at that place, we can bear it because there goes your strength being made perfect every single time. Sometimes we didn't know what we was going to do, how we was going to get things, how what was going to be done. It doesn't even matter. Look at us today. Because you always come through. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's like, that's, that's all I needed to say. Would you give me a word of encouragement to release? Jesus, thank you. He said, I understand. Go ahead. Talk to him. <laughs> we listening to you talk to him. Because we can relate to how you feel. The same way I feel about him, Christ. I feel about you. And we do you say you're coming back to find your name exalted in the earth, exalted amongst the land. Your body, your earthly suit is not buried here. You got up. Your earthly suit is in the kingdom because you got to get back in it to come back. If it was here in the earth, it would have withered away. So your body is in the kingdom. I discovered that. <laughs> he showed me a diamond. <laughs> I want to know what is that like? To have your body there. Do you even know where it is? Or only God knows? Because you don't even know when you're coming back. God do. No one knows the hour of the time. Only God. Wow. But by you being like God, you can discern when it gets closer. Because people begin to come together as one much more. And the whole earth. Jesus is Lord. North. Jesus is Lord. South. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Oh, yes, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he's so good. You have people respecting me because of what you're using me to do here. You don't go around talking about what you do. When people see you, 
in ministry, they look at you differently, have a higher respect for you because of what you do. Those in your neighborhood or on the job, many of us don't have people to, you know, see what we do. Not saying that we don't do, but, you know, we can minister without opening our mouths. But when they see us or hear us, it's a greater respect. I'm so honored to say I know you. Yes. <laughs> you always giving me some flowers. Let me give you some. Let me create you some flowers. But the thing about it is, no matter what I try to even create in the atmosphere and release, you already know before I even got here, I would do this. My God. What I can say is that I had you my entire life. I was aware that you are who you are my entire life. Now, I had to go through a lot, you know, of learning of who I really am, but I still knew who you are. Always have known that. Just kept going back and forth to remain how I'm supposed to be. Because I kept getting, you know, distracted. The earth way of doing it. I can't be okay doing earth, earthly things and then do your type of things. That's not going to ever work. And I'm so glad I can actually say I had you my whole life. We had so much fun together. We still are. I'm just saying in the past, growing up, teenager, and, you know, having fun with everybody in the Bible. Joseph, I was with you the most out of anybody in the Bible. You know, I love you guys all the time. I enjoy all of you. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just so thankful, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Know what I know now, thank you. Being where I am now, thank you. My mind is at ease, thank you. It's no longer cluttered or confused, thank you. My heart is fixed, thank you. It's no longer abused, hurt, scarred, thank you. My sleep is sweet, thank you. I'm not up at night worrying, wondering, angry about anything anymore, thank you. Every part of me say thank you. My skin, thank you. Every organ, every tissue, every vein say thank you, God. Every joint say thank you. Every time I blink, it's a form of saying thank you. I'm becoming weak every time I talk about thanking you. It's taking everything out of me because I'm releasing every part of me into saying thank you. Thank you. Thanks. For sparing me, many people went home doing the same things that I have done, and you spared me. Thank you. I don't take you for granted. No. I love you. I love you, God. I love you. Yeah. 
I used to get disappointed at you sometimes. And I used to say, you can do anything. Why, why write this to happen? That to happen? But look how it built it up my character. Thank you for grace. I see number five. Grace, thank you for your grace. And your mercy. Oh, goodness. You said you say mercy to me. I know you've been merciful. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. And what I receive from you, I release to others. That's another way of saying thank you. I love you. Now that I'm all stuffed up, I have to give a message. <laughs> God, thank you. All right. I don't even know how to come in after that. Like, hey, y'all. Or, you know, how y'all doing out there? Or, God, what's up? Or, you know, praise the Lord. Or, you know, say, hey, y'all, God. Good evening. Oh, God, that made me high. Oh, God. Whenever you release the guy, he release back to us in a greater measure. Father, what else do you want to measure it back greater in return to me? My God. It's like, okay. You want to show off? Then go ahead. Show off. Do what you do. <laughs> Make my head spin around. <laughs> Bless my socks up. Oh, I am so blessed. I am so favored. I am so like you, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. It feel like Thanksgiving in this piece. <laughs> we don't need no turkey for Thanksgiving. We don't need no stuffing for Thanksgiving. We don't need no cranberry for Thanksgiving. We don't need no earthly nothing for Thanksgiving. I am thankful. I am thankful. I am thankful. My life is Thanksgiving. My heart is Thanksgiving. Jesus. Every part of me spells out Thanksgiving. Every form of praise. Hallelujah. Let me give this encouraging word. Ah, God. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> God says, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Already do I seek thee. No. Not seeking thee because I want something from thee, but seeking thee because I only want thee. Jesus Christ. My God. Jesus Christ. Jesus. My God. To have the knowledge of who you are, my Lord. To have the knowledge of what you have done that I read, my Lord. To know what I know now and been there during that time, I would have given Given, excuse me, gave a serious praise. What am I crying for? What am I weeping for? It's glory here. We being brought back. I would have said, hurry it up. 
Hurry up, Judas. Get this over with. Go ahead and betray him, all right. Ready to be brought back again. Come on, now. Hurry up, gosh. I'll take you long. Now visionize what Christ would have done with that type of a gun. Praise him. Get him now, Hosanna. Hosanna. Not when you just on that donkey. No, Hosanna. Because you about to go to the cross. Hosanna. 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 In the highest Hosanna. We're about to receive our originality once again. Being brought back. Seated once again. I would have yelled out, no more poverty for us. No more sickness for us. Go ahead, Jesus. Carry that cross. Go ahead now. Don't walk. Run. Go ahead now. Let's hurry this thing up. So amazing. You know what's so amazing? Is that his body is not here. His earthly suit is not here. Because if it was here, it would have had to wither away. It would have rotten. He got to get back in that body. Ascended into the kingdom. I said, Christ, by me reading the word, people always saw you ascend into the kingdom. But they never saw you descend because you always appeared somewhere. They will walk somewhere and you just show up. No one ever saw you descend from the kingdom. Why is that? I'm glad you asked. Very smart. But why is that? Because I don't want no one to see that because that's going to only be done once for everyone to see. And that's when I come back to receive you all back at home again. Okay. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. That means you are paying attention. Your body is in the kingdom. Do you even know where your body is? And I mean by that because you don't even know the hour nor the time when you're coming back. In the word, it says no one knows but God. But you can discern when you're getting close because you're coming back for the glory. You said you're coming back to find your name exalted amongst the land, exalted in the earth. That's when everybody come together at once and say, Jesus is Lord. That's the mission. To get people to say, Jesus is Lord. And as we just focus on that, you add into our lives. Our legacy is not anything that will wither away. Our legacy are the things that are eternal. That is each other. We are the legacy. Be fruitful, multiply, create eternal beings in the earth because when they are in the earth, it's of the kingdom and they're going to be in the kingdom forever. I've given you the ability, I grant you the favor to be fruitful. Stop thinking about expenses when it comes to children. Stop thinking about patience when it comes to children and just receive. Many women in the Bible never thought the way how we think as women today. I don't want no more. I'm done. Look how old I am. Look at this. Look at that. 
cost too much. College, this, I don't have patience. But if we don't have patience, then we don't have anything. No gift of the Spirit, but no fruit of the Spirit. Because if no fruit of the Spirit, you can't have no gifts of the Spirit. The fruits come from the gifts, and the gifts come with the fruit. How can I have wisdom and knowledge without love? Mm. How can I have faith without no love? Mm. How can I have working of miracles without any patience to even allow them to work itself out? How can I discern spirits without no generosity? Without faithfulness? How can I speak in my heavenly language without any control, any discipline? The time is coming when every leader in every nation become on one accord regarding every part of the earth. It's not one trying to outdo the other. One president want to outdo another. We got this. Look at us. Okay. We need this. Okay. It's not going to be you guys all shiny. No. We can use what you have. You can use what I have. We can use what they have. We all going to come together. The law is going to be on one accord. The benefits on one accord. No one going to have to leave where they really want to go just to receive a better life. No, you're going to receive your life very well right where you are. That you don't have to leave. Won't we visionize that? Because that is actually coming to pass. You notice when we read about Christ and how he moved here, how he affected people here. I don't care if you put out King James Version, just read all the read. You notice how he commissioned the disciples, how he commissioned the disciples and slow it down. To carry light. And they release so wealthy, so rich. Because the wealth and the riches is not the ways of the world. Ministry is not about income. Ministry is based upon outcome. We're not in ministry to get paid. We are in ministry because he already paid the price. We are in ministry because there are souls. That's the legacy. Those are the eternal things to bring them back to him. I cannot bring a house to God. I cannot bring a yacht to God. I cannot bring an island, Costa Rica, whatever you want to say, saying whatever you want to do. Can I bring that to God? I cannot bring God a passport. A passport don't have eternal life. That's going to wither away. We don't need that in the kingdom. How about how many people I just came past to go to another country who I just walked past, ate past, dressed past, trespassed, And don't know Christ. So I'm out here for them to say, what must I do? And guess what? It doesn't matter if you have 
a nine to five, a 12 to eight, one to nine, even a one to two, or no hour at all, no current job at all, it doesn't matter because the world way set up that income here can never be enough. We can never make enough to be satisfied here. That's why we go out and do so many more things just to gain much more income. But guess what? We're not created to even think that type of way, godly. It's like we in the earth trying to release earthly realities to benefit us in the kingdom of God way. But no, we have to bring heaven here. What's happening in heaven regarding what God wants to do for my life here? And as I do that, he's adding more than what I can ask or even think. How many things that you didn't ask God for just being obedient in his will and he just add those things? Oh, wow. Thank you. Let him do it. Because we could get a paycheck and guess what? Before we even get paid, it's already spent. Before we the next payday even come, we already know what we're going to do with it. We're going to get this. We got to pay this. It set us up to frustrate us. You know why? Because the earth is not created to satisfy us. The kingdom of God is. If the earth was set up that way, God wouldn't have had to say on earth as it is. He would have said, you know, on earth as it is in the earth. Or he'd be like, in, the, in heaven as it is in the earth. No, on earth as it is in heaven. You think like heaven. You speak like heaven. You talk like heaven. You be like heaven here. I see how the treasures look in the kingdom. And the way how the angels declare holy, holy, holy. He's always adding to your treasure. You know why? Every good deed, every good thought that you do, and I'm not talking about doing them to get anything. I mean, because it's heartfelt, it's adding to your treasure. And if treasure is not just gold, diamonds, emeralds, rubies, you know, sapphires, it's not just that. Checks and all this pearls, diamonds. Mm-mm. A treasure is a treasure. And it's not in a treasure chest. It's a room that just keep expanding. I see my treasure chest and think is everything was filtered to the top of the place. It's like I couldn't even walk in the door. I'm like, all this stuff in here. He said, wait, there's more. I want you to know kingdom's way, not earth's way. We can't live with no limit, an earthly way. And the way how we know that it's an earthly way because we're thinking about income. It takes the focus off of us thinking about outcome. We walking with God. How many bills do you think you have right now that you know you got to get paid, but you have God? You know what I do? Everything that comes to me, even before that God took all the you know, bills away, I gave them to him. Him, God, it's your bill. Not my bill. Here you go, pay it. When we live like that, like we know that he's responsible, 
Let's say I trust you. Let's say I believe that you can do. But we start worrying and complaining and trying to figure it out. What can he do with that? That means that you don't believe. He said only believe. He didn't say believe. No, only do that. Expect the unexpected. You know what that actually means? It means expect things to show up in a way that you didn't think it was going to come. Have your heart and mind, soul, spirit, ears, everything open for God to show up in any way, shape, or form. You didn't expect it, but that's the unexpected. But you expect him to show up, but you did not expect the unexpected to be that way. So expect that way. Expect anyway. Expect the unusual. Expect the unfamiliar. Expect the unrecognizable. Because he's all he's all who he is by himself. And he don't need no help at all. What is a bill to God? Stop playing. For real? What is a mortgage to God? A six, seven, eight, ten, thirteen bedroom house to God. Come on, stop playing. But there's a purpose for everything. Hallelujah. When it comes to people out here in the world, a lot of times we do things unto them. We feed them, we clothe them, shelter them, but let's take it up higher. I start with myself. Because sometimes we can take things that we don't really want and give them to them. But the thing about it is, how about we take and give them something that we really want? Because they just that worth it. If we put people above ourselves, then we treat them above how we feel about ourselves. I'm being real. It's okay to give them things they have, they, you know, they didn't have that at first. I mean, you know, that's better because at least you didn't, you know, you can have something that you didn't have. Whether it's a hot dog or not, you didn't have nothing at first. You hungry. But how about I step it up a notch? Let me just make a gourmet style dish and just go somewhere and have it very hot and nice. Do you, anyone want any of this? I just made it. My hands are clean. I could have gloves on. It doesn't matter. Would you like some of this? It's a stuffed crab meat with salmon. You know, it's a special dish that me, many of us would make and, and charge a price. You know, and it's okay. That's your business. But how about I make it my father's business to take it up higher in ministry and do something for people like that. Not give you the same thing all the time. Not looking at you and considering you to be beneath me. Because to be honest, you probably been in places that I've never even been. But because you have your head and your you know body between a, a rock and a hard place, it doesn't mean that you are beneath me. It doesn't mean you don't have an education. It don't believe. It don't mean that you grew up without a family. It don't mean that you don't want anything. You don't know anything. It don't mean that you're not worth anything. Let me not give you clothes that I don't want. Let me give you something that I do want. Let me go shopping and buy a couple of items that I know I would love to wear and give them to somebody else. Come on, somebody. Every time it get cold, we wear, as women, we like Michael Kaur. That's a, I'm telling you, Michael Kaur has a great quality on clothes. Especially coats. Coats last for a long time. 
It's not cheap at all. Some things are expensive, but still considered to be cheap. Do you like a Michael Kors coat? What color would you like? I'll be right back. Now me thinking, oh, if I give you money, you're going to go smoke it up. I'm not thinking about that. This act of love put a smile on your face. You feel love. You feel like somebody care about you. But can I give you a hug too? You don't owe me anything. I love you. Come on, somebody. These type of things that the world, you know, remembers. There's a lady out there who was outside on each corner 10 minutes. God said, people are talking about what you did that day, Quenisha. There's a sign that say, Dude, don't give up. And God said, I want you to minister that sign today, Quenisha, in the midst of traffic. From your house all the way to Iverson Mall, each street corner, and there are a lot of streets on St. Bombas Road. They're very short streets. For 10 minutes each, each intersection, hold the poster up towards every, you know, area of direction of traffic. You know, like a poster woman, you know, the score woman that in the boxing ring just walk around posting up. God me do that for him, his way, not the world way. And every corner was 10 minutes. And as I turned that poster around, because the thing is, if I gave a message, they wouldn't be able to hear verbally. I mean, hear if I spoke verbally, because it's traffic. It was during rush hour. They couldn't hear that message. But God gave me a poster where they could see the message. So hold it up, Quenisha. I'll never forget all the horns that were beeping that day. You would have thought it was a home going service. Everybody beep, 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 beep. People were like, thank you. I received that. Yeah, I won't give up. Thank you. One lady cried. She said, this is exactly what I needed. Thank you. Can I get a picture of you? Sure. Sure. You know why? Because when we, when we are bold, because of love, that's what draws people. Because you could have did anything else with your time. You chose to come out here in the midst of traffic, holding a sign telling us not to give up. You could have did anything but that. And you chose to do that. That's how much you care about us. Thank you. I could have recorded it and went live, but the thing about it is, I was just in the moment, and I needed my hands to hold the poster. I didn't want to put the poster down. Car's still coming. Just to, you know, record. So I said, okay, God, you record it for me. God said, that day will never be forgotten. People are still talking about that. Remember that lady that was outside with that poster? Yeah, I remember that. Wow. I got approached. One guy kept walking back and forth. I said, I know he want to say something, but he's skeptical. And he couldn't take it no more. He said, forget, I'm going to say something. I'm not going to be scared. You can, you can feel all that going back and forth. He kept walking near it and turned around like four times. Then he said, forget it. I'm coming. He said, excuse me. Your sign say, don't give up. I want more of that. Don't give up on what? Don't give up on anything good. Don't give up on you. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your goals. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on doing anything that you want to do. Don't give up on nothing, period. He said, thank you. I'm not from this country. But since I've been here, 
I've been wanting to give up because there's so much to do here to gain. Like the more you do, the less you gain. So you got to do much more just to gain what you want, but it's not enough. I don't want to go back home, but every day I think about just giving up and go back home. But because you said that, I'm going to keep on, you know, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. Thank you for that. People on motorcycles just, thank you. Or they just give me like a salute or anything. Buses, trash, you know, trucks. I'm trying to tell you. They will roll their windows down and just wave or beat them. You know what? Father. Come on, fa Father. Father. Because I'm remembering some of their faces right now. Like, wow, you out here doing this. You're not asking us for nothing. You actually giving us. You know what? I never felt like I felt that day ever in my life before that day. I was waving at them and everything. I was in a parade. Like, I'm here, guys. I'm here for you. I love you. And they received it so well. They received so well. I went out here for just black lives. I went out here for just white lives. I was out here for all lives. Because all lives, every life matters. How about God matters? How about you matter? How about salvation matters? How about communion matters? Baptism matters. Rededication matters. Spiritual food matters. The Bible matters. Love matters. How about that? Matters. It matters. You matter. I felt so good in that moment. And, that's, and God said, you know why? Because you hold nothing back. You all in like Christ right, right now, right there, right there. That's Christ right there. That's greater works right there. You feel in the greater works. You feel in the greater works. Don't it feel good? I said, yeah, I want more greater works. Then keep doing it. Who's stopping you? Go ahead whenever you want to. But listen to me when I tell you when to do. He said, whenever you want to, but, you know, be wise with the wanting to do so. Don't go out there any type of time of the night, you know. And on top of that, don't be in ministry to the point where you're out there sowing so much unto other people, you're forgetting about your home. You can't forget about your child. Because my son did everything, you know, things with me. When I went out the country and stuff like that, he was too young. I didn't have him go out there with me. He's going to be going out there with me now. We're going to, I'm going to take him with me to, the, you know, the next trip out of the, out of the country. Yeah. He's been out of the country, um, I think maybe three times. Yeah. But I just thank God for us impacting the world like that. And so are you. I was like, I'm out here like Jesus, man. And God knows how to size me up. He knows. You're doing it. You, you, you're doing greater works. You're doing greater works. You got a poster up. You out here. You out, you out here, Quinesha. 
Galconista, Galconista. I'm like, yeah, Galconista, Galconista, Galconista. God know how to slice us up. Keep going, keep going. Don't give up. Don't give. Don't faint. Don't faint. Don't faint. No, no, no. Don't say that. Don't say. Don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. I got you. You almost there. You almost there. You almost there. Yeah. 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 Don't give up on you. Don't give up on them. No. 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 Everything I'm saying is true. I don't have to lie about anything. But a lot of things that I encountered, I didn't really tell anybody anything. You know why? Because with this anointing, you gotta remain humble. Because people don't mean no harm by it, but they will put you on a pedestal. They'll maneuver you. And I can't even have that either. That's why Christ, he didn't even have that. So if he didn't have that, he always say, you know, it's not my time. Or he'll depart. They looking to bless him and do all these things. He depart. Not the time for that. I still got to humble myself. You can't distract me from what I'm here to do. I got to humble myself to become what separated you from God so that you could go back to him. So I cannot allow you to take my mind off of what actually happens as me being your Lord. I am to be served. I am to be worshipped. I am to be thanked. But... I cannot receive heaven, you know, where I'm seated at right now in that state. I got to humble myself here in the earth because I'm in the flesh to be what I got to be or for you to be who you are again. So I cannot allow you to put me where I'm not supposed to be right now. Yeah. I got an invitation to uh, collaborate with someone and sing. They said, I, um, you sing. Uh, God told me you sing. I said, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> I'm not a singer, but I can sing. So I want you to know that right now. You understand? <laughs> you still want me to sing? <laughs> Honestly, you want to hear <laughs> You can sing. Yeah, I can, but that's not what I do all the time. That's not my that's not my anointing. That's what not what anointing is, but I, it's just a gift. I mean, it's a, a talent, excuse me. Because for one, you invest in your talent. I don't know nothing about, you know, diaphragm, voice. You know, the thing is, I do it, but you have to educate yourself. And I have no desire to even want to be educated in a sense of, learning music like that. Now, I love music, but that's just not my... Some people just, you know, musical. I'm not into all the quarter notes, half notes, cleft notes, and okay, okay, notes. Just listen to this sound right here. I'm all about the sound, you know, but you playing the notes, but you just... I'm a person by ear, you know? I, I could play a piano, any instrument, but I play it by, you know, ear. I don't do it by sight because I wouldn't even know how to even begin, to be honest with you. What's this say on this sheet? You tell me. I don't know. I don't even know why this even here like this. These make these sounds? How you know that? How about I don't even care? But not to be rude, but you know what I'm saying? If it's not just if it's not for you, it's just not for you. Yeah. When it comes to praying, I'm trying to I pray your socks off. Mm-hmm. 
when they, when they, some, excuse me, when people, I got shows, I can't even get my words out. I went to a country. I got exactly what I asked for. I said, I just want to pray. I just want to pray. Uh, we, we need you to pray today. I'm not sure. I thought it was just like two places. We want you to pray in some churches today. I said, sure. I prayed in some churches, you know, two. You know, I was just fine. I'm thinking three. No. Everywhere we went, every like every half a block was a church. I said, oh, this is a church? Yes, it's a church. Pray for all of them. And you don't want to ask no question like, how many? That means that you don't want to do it. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I think to myself, oh, wow, what did I sign up for? I didn't mind doing it. But it was like, what? I had like 12 churches in like an hour. I'm like, wow, okay. They said, we're going to give you a break, you know, because it's been a lot. We're going to let you eat and go home. You got to pray for some more churches. I said, oh, wow, it's some more? There's more? Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty. They had me to plant a tree for a church. I have to go back there. I missed them so much. I missed them. I met somebody named Titus. You know, they all of them had biblical names. I was like, oh, that's, that's okay, that's fine. That's what's up. I said, I never met a Titus before. I mean, that's in the Bible, but you know, I never, you know, went to school, you know, hey, my name is Titus. I never met no one named Titus. Your name Titus? Oh, wow. That's your wife? Oh, wonderful. You know, I mean, to be real, I'm like, wow. People got names, you know, my name Bartholomew. Oh, Barth- oh it's a Bartholomew here too? Oh, wow. Okay, Bartholomew, nice to meet you. Wow, you guys taking real estate here. Okay, okay. My name, Ebenezer. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Nice to meet you, Ebenezer, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, whatever can answer, answer. <laughs> God. Wonderful. Everybody had a biblical name there. I was like, okay, okay, wonderful. And they was proud of it too. My name is Moses. I said, oh, I never met another Moses. Wonderful. Hi, Moses. And every time I thought about it, I would laugh. I'm like, wow, I'm saying Moses to somebody else. You know, wow. Hey, Moses. What's up, Moses? You know? But then I realized it's not the name, guys. It's not the name that causes you to be who you are. It's you knowing who you are by knowing his name. So I realized that. I don't care if my name was, you know, dirt. I know that God is who he is. You understand? I'd rather be called dirt and know God than be called, you understand, Esther and don't. Come on, somebody. Real loud testimony. There were some orphans there, over 300, waiting for me to come. And they gave giving me a present. And I said, hold on, I'll be right back. And I, they knew what I was going to do to adults, not the kids. I went in the bathroom to cry because these kids, most of them, they had no shoes on. Matter of fact, I'm going to repost this on my page later. These children have sung a song for me to welcome me there. But it's in Kiswahili. And they said, this is where your money went when you were sowing money into the orphanages. Look at them. They have uniforms because of you. Because of the God in you. Look at the food here. Because of the God in you. And they, they had made me a present. And they sung a song. Little boys and girls. And I begin to ask my host, where are they? What happened to their parents? They say, oh, we'll tell you. 
me and their parents died for eight, from AIDS. And I said, okay. They said, but let me tell you why. They caught it on purpose. They wanted to catch the virus on purpose to die. And I said, why would they do that? Because they felt bad that they couldn't take care of their kids. So they, that's a way of them killing themselves without committing suicide, like, immediately. They caught AIDS on purpose because they didn't want to, you know, look at them, their children and not be able to take care of them. I had to really pray to God to take my mind off of the word stink, take my mind off the word uncomfortable. It was over a thousand flies at once. I said, Father, grant me the favor to deal with this without feeling uncomfortable. Let me love this atmosphere no matter how many flies are here. I never had real live chickens come near me. And, they, and the thing is, they like to welcome you. You know, you're a guest. They looking at you. First of all, they looking at, they looking at everybody here dark. I and mean, you're the only like person in here. They really like, bork, bork, bork. You know, I'm like, can y'all keep the chickens away? I mean, I don't, I mean, they was like, you scared a chicken? I was like, I'm not scared. We just, we don't have like, like that. I didn't grow up on no farm or anything. They said, farm? What's a farm? I said, uh, I just didn't grow up around them. They keep coming. They were coming. Them chickens was not playing. They flop in my lap and flying. I was like, oh my, and they were big ones too. Someone was pregnant. I was like, I said, I'm not used to this. You know, these chickens, you know, they all over the place. You know, they all over me. <laughs> you know, you're trying to comfortable in somebody's house and you, you know, you really like panicking, but you don't want them to know you're panicking. I'm like, you know, hey, um, oh, what'd you say? You want me to come over there? Oh, okay, I'll come. <laughs> I didn't call you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Try to tell you. I was like, God, help me to deal with this. Yeah. I miss it, Dad. When I taste the food, I was like, you better stop playing with me with these greens like this. And y'all, y'all, you know, y'all like to flavor your, the flavor of your food. My God. Come on now. Chapati, ugali. Come on now. Don't play with me like that. Is it good to you? Is it good to me? I start speaking like they speak. Is it good to me? <laughs> they, oh, they have a great time with me. You're funny. You're funny. Where that food at? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> but for real though, I was like, okay. Is it is it tasty? <laughs> is it tasty? <laughs> and they laugh. When you coming back, we miss you. You're so down to earth. You're not, you know, for you to be so powerful. You know, you're so fun to be around. It kind of remind me of Obama, though. You know, so intelligent, so powerful, and yet so down to earth. You know, just chill and lay back with you. Kick back. Don't forget where you come from. You know, earthly. You know, born and raised in D.C. You know. I'm so laid back and chill. I don't care where I move at or where I go in life. I'm going to always visit parts of D.C. and reminisce. Wow. Remember that place? Yeah. And not even just that, but help things to become better. The thing is, it's not the things that we make become better. It's the people. Because I could give you a whole new complex. But if your mind not changed to receive that new, it's going to become another dirty and corrupted complex. It happens every year, especially during election time. Look at the houses stuff they built. Okay, they torn down, bus stops messed up, everything now. Powers in the streets and all that stuff now. Yeah, but you got to not worry about the things. You got to focus on the people. And I noticed in a political party, the Democrats, the Democrats, excuse me, and Republicans, it switched up. So God began to have me discern. Some of the Democrats are really 
having the hearts of a Republican. And some of the Republicans really have a heart of a Democrat. It used to be Democrats' people, Republicans' money, not anymore. Not anymore. You think God don't have no plan for that? That it, it becomes one party? <laughs> no more Democrat or Republican? Just be one party? One party and one nation? No matter how big the earth is, one nation under God? It's amazing. It's so hypocritical and contradicting to say a land of the free during a time of slavery. The land of the free, when we have slaves here, God kept tugging and pulling Abraham. No, free those slaves. Free them. Free them, Abraham. He couldn't, he couldn't take it anymore. He went through all of that, all those years to go through all that persecution to free the slaves. And there goes the declaration of emancipation. 1619 in Jamestown, the first cargo of slaves entered into Virginia. Imagine that. No, no language, you know. Don't know where you are, what, you, what you're doing. All you know is you've been forced to come, not even aware of what you're about to do, about to be forced to labor and all kinds of things. I said, Father, can I ask you a question? Because you can answer anything. And I ask God whatever I want to ask because he he's the only one that I can, you know, receive every answer from. I said, Father, for me to be here in my bloodline, that means that someone, you know, survived, and I thank them for surviving because many slaves, you know, threw themselves over the boat, you know, or died, you know, due to poor, you know, maintenance or health conditions. You, you overlocked on top of another, you know, slave, chained down, no bathroom, can't get up. So all that smell and all of that stuff is around, vomit, you know, feces, all those things around. Many of them couldn't take it. They passed away. You chained next to someone who just passed away. And so many of them just said, forget ever, I just throw myself over. I said, I really appreciate my family member because they didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't kill themselves. And they could be suicide. They, they stuck it out. So who was it? A woman or a man? God says, a woman. I said, okay, good. Did she work in the house or did she work outside the house? It tells a lot because inside the house, you're more educated. To them, you're, you know, your looks are more, you know, decent. You know, you can cook, you can, you have skill. So I said, is they in the house or out the house? And God said she was in the field. I said, okay. And I said, you know what? So significant about her being in the field? Because being in the field, you had a lot of faith. That's where all the songs, all the strength came from in the field. All those songs, way in the water and, oh my, no, 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 no. All of that came from the field. They had to sing through the labor. I said, oh, wow, okay, she was strong, strong, strong. That's where I get it from, <laughs> strong, determined, wow. And then God showed me a picture. I was like, wow, and look how I look compared to how she looked. And to be honest, I had a teacher in 12th grade who saw my last name and said, oh, it was a, a U.S. history teacher, but he, he was a Jew. He didn't know I grew up Jewish. That's not something you broadcast because I'm a Christian. And what he did was, he said, I wanna, I'm going to let you know about your last name. I said, what about my last name? He said, I'm going to do the research and show you and release to you an essay about your last name. I said, okay, that's fine. He said, your last name, Hood. 
when I saw you as my student, I said, oh, wow, I have a hood in here? Mmm. I said, so what about the hoods? I said, okay, you know something good? He said, if I were you, I wouldn't be smiling. Nothing to be proud of. I said, oh my goodness, then what about it? He gave me the essay. Barefoot Force Hood and Nathan Force Hood III. Barefoot Force was a general due to World War I and World War II. He helped them win the war. And Nathan Force Hood III is the one who collaborated with another gentleman to form the Ku Klux Klan. They both were highly racist. Barefoot Force put the, you know, slaves in the front line. And he had me to read it. I didn't share that with anybody until to right now today. Because it wasn't nothing to share. It wasn't nothing to be proud of. He said, that is your bloodline. And your, your, you know, your surname, you know, Hood, you know, Britain, German. It's German. It's German. And I thought to myself, when I start reading about Nathan Forrest Hood and Barefoot Forrest Hood, I started thinking, if they knew that they had all these blacks in their bloodline, how would they feel? Uh-huh. How did it even get started? How did that attachment even happen? I began to ask God, was it because it was, you know, forced or was it not forced? Because many whites, you know, slept with blacks. Many raped blacks. Many married whites, you know, wanted to, willingly. I was like, was it willingly or unwillingly? And God said it was both. I was like, oh, God. That's where the gold hair and the freckles come from. I'm not the one that looked like you could see all the freckles because there are Africans with freckles. But you know, like you have moles on your body. A certain race, you have red ones. And I was like, oh my goodness, who else in my family have red ones? That's a whole nother subject. I start looking at people when I get around them. No one has them. Passed down to me. It could have been. It could have been way down the line. Wow. Just to see the difference of our bloodline, the changes from how the African came here to throughout the years, the generations, how the bloodline began to change and change. The features changed. The colors changed. The everything changed. I was like, wow. Wow. It's like the older I get, the more freckles appear on my body. I'm like, oh my God. My God. And they're beautiful red moles. not many, but it's like they're spotted in different places. I'm like, oh my God. Who else have red moles on them in my family? You know? So, all that to say, 
know why we are in ministry, know what ministry is about. People. Hallelujah. And you're doing so well with that. My time for now. Greater to see who's in us than who's in the world. Thank you for listening. I love you.